You're listening to Core Stories. I'm Emily Bruff, Communications Director at Otter Creek Church. Anyone who has been through a divorce knows what a true miracle reconciliation is. CJ and Shari shared with me just such a miracle in their own lives, how they were able to turn the worst thing that ever happened to them into the best thing that ever happened in their marriage. My name is CJ Beauregard. My name is Shari Beauregard. I was born in South Carolina, but my um, my parents were in the military. My mom was in the Army. My dad was in the Air Force. So we moved around a lot. And um, I lived everywhere, pretty much. I lived in Europe um, and been through a lot of, to a lot of different schools. And so um, when I met CJ, I actually, we actually met... And um, when I was taking a class, a prerequisite course, because I decided that I wanted to go to nursing school or to get my master's in nursing, actually. And um, I had to take one class to, to get into the master's program, and that was statistics. And I decided to go to Nashville State Community College, and in that class is where I met CJ. I'm born and raised uh, Nashville, Tennessee native. You don't get very many people that say that. It's a lot of transplants from here. My parents are uh, from Bolivar, Tennessee, which is uh, West Tennessee, going towards Memphis. That's where the majority of my family is from. And when they uh, graduated high school. They uh, moved to uh, Nashville to go to uh, college. And, you know, that's how they uh, came about being in Nashville area. Just when they um, finished college, they stayed here. So I've been here all my life. And um, like Shari said before, that's uh, that we did meet in school. I was uh, there pursuing, I was in at Nashville State uh, pursuing my uh, associate's degree. And that's when we met uh, in a statistics class. And I like to joke with her all the time that uh, I tutored her, got her through that class. You know, <laughs> she made an A and I made a, what a C. Mm-hmm. So. So, we know who t- <laughs> so we know who tutored who. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to joke that I, I didn't pay any attention to him. It's really weird <laughs> because I did, I, you know, we, we went to, we went to dinner, you know, um, one evening and, um, I knew he liked me cause he, he let me talk the whole time. His eyes were glossing <laughs> while I was talking to him and I, I joke with him about that now. Well, at, uh, at the time, you know, I was, I had a pretty yeah like rough schedule. Yes. I was, um, interning during the day at uh, Tennessee. Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. And then at night I was working and yeah, then on my school. off days I would be at school. So, you know, it was yeah. pretty tough for me back then, but right. I was juggling all that stuff and then trying to hold a conversation. <laughs> you pretty much having a conversation with yourself because I was <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> asleep. <laughs> With my oh, eyes now open. He's, oh, now he's yeah, telling me he was sleeping with my eyes <laughs> now I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah. But um, we started dating, and um, we um, 
started spending the time that we could together. Uh, sometimes at night she'd help me, you know, kind of study for, you know, exams and things. And um, she would, um, we spend a lot of time on the weekends when I'm not, you know, working or doing other things. But uh, so it was we, a gradual. We, yeah, it was yeah. a gradual thing. When we first started dating, I was just captivated by our story. Shar just has a, an awesome story of um, perseverance mm-hmm. and just um, grace and, and everything. I mean, I just was really captivated by the, the person that she was and all the stuff that she had been through in her life. And she was still motivated to be on top. And, you know, just as um, a helpmate, I mean, she pushes me to be a better person. And I knew, you know, that she she was the one. The same with CJ. CJ is, he's really kind and he treats his his mother so very well. I mean, you look at how the person that you are with, how they treat their sister, their mother, any woman, you know, that they're close to, and you kind of look at the okay, well, that's how they would treat would treat me. He's very loyal, and sometimes to a fault, I, t- I tell him that he's he's very loyal, and I really I like that because I had gone through a lot in my life where people weren't very I guess they didn't do what they say said they were going to do or weren't there. And so for him, for me, loyalty is important. And um, so I really, really love that about, about him. We didn't actually talk about getting married. And um, I found that I was pregnant with her. And so I think <laughs> that's what started us to actually talk about it which is I think is more sh- of a stress it's not this organic okay that's you know how many kids do you want I mean we already knew obviously one because <laughs> <laughs> at least one because we I was already pregnant with my oldest child who she'll be 12 next month and so it it was kind of this I, I think um for me stressful but for CJ, more stressful for him. And he can tell you why that is. Yeah, it was with males. Sometimes you you want things to happen a certain way. And uh, it's not that, you know, the love was always there, I think. But with things not happening in the sequence that they should, it kind of put um, a lot of stresses on me that I felt um, at the time I wasn't finished with school and, you know, I was still, you know, stepping into my career at the time and then having the stress of, okay, you know, we have another mouth to feed. You have, you know, all these things swirling around in your mind that you just aren't ready for at the time. Uh, I knew, you know, I, I thought I'd be a, a great father, you know, but, you know, just at, at the time, it just was a lot of stress. And, um, you know, we figured it out, I think. I, I, I think we didn't talk about it. And 
we ended up getting married, I think, for CJ out of, even though he we may have gotten married eventually, if, you know, if we didn't have a child together, I think we, he felt an obligation as a man to marry me because I was carrying his child. And I believe, you know, and just from talking to him that he did feel pressure, you know, from, you know, from outside, you know, outside in, he felt pressure. Um, And so we got married when our oldest was six months old. And it seemed like it was going okay for a while, right? Yeah, it, it did. But, you know, it was always underlying issues that mm-hmm. we just hadn't gotten hadn't a resolved. chance. Well, and, we hadn't gotten a chance and, to really talk about. Yeah. So we were yeah. kind of just Our going, foundation was kind of rocky. Yeah, it was. we were going through uh, this thing as we kind of went along. You know, mm-hmm. things that most couples would have probably talked about before the process, you know, of having a child and, and, you know, marriage and during the date dating process, we didn't really get a chance to, to do that and, and just discuss. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And some of the things I, <clears throat> for me, I have always been a very independent person and I just kind of put myself into everything that he was like, he went to a church. I didn't grow up with Church of Christ. Military families is kind of like non-denominational because you go to the church on the base and it's everybody's together, you know, except for Catholics, you know, mass, everybody's together. Um, and I've also, I mean, I was baptized into the in the Baptist church when I was younger. Um, but I, I've been to, I went to African Methodist Episcopal Church. I mean, I've been to every church. So I wasn't Church of Christ really. I kind of changed the church I went to and I just went to his church and I felt like it was his church. I didn't feel like it was our church. So I'm very comfortable with change, you know, and, and moving around and and, and I'm comfortable with that. Um, And CJ is pretty much, he, he is a creature of habit and he, this is the church I've gone to since I was a little boy. You know, I'm comfortable here. All these things. And we didn't talk about that before. You know, um, where are we going to live? You grew up in Nolensville. Do we have to live in Nolensville? All those things. I, you know, would you be open to moving out of Tennessee? Or would you? We never talked about that stuff. Um, so when I brought up the idea of moving churches, you know, changing churches to what would fit our family. It was very difficult. Those are very difficult conversations to have. Um, and, you know, what's going on, you know, here, can we change, you know, in, you know, environments? Because um, it was very difficult for me to be in a humid and very cold environment because of my health, I have problems with my joints. So I'm like, well, can we move? And he, he was very resistant to that. So it was those things, the things that you should talk about before you get married, before you have children, all those things, and, and, and go to counseling and kind of figure those things out. Those things didn't happen. So that put a very already rocky foundation. 
that laid right on top of that rocky foundation. There was a point of crisis um, after all of those things that weren't addressed in the beginning. I'm not the best communicator. Um, I know that about myself and I just strive to, you know, improve that every day. And it just seemed like with those parts of our lives, it was just becoming to fester and just until I think what it was 2014. That's just when it yeah, just, that was the beginning rocky, of 2014. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, when it got really bad. Yeah. And I got to the point where I felt like she started just like, it was resentful. You know, she, I was resentful. She, she resented for not, um, putting us first, our our uh, our marriage, our situation first. And putting me first. And, yeah. you know, and it just got to a point where we were just not getting along. Um, just um, the, the arguments and the, uh, just the, the back and forth. And it got to a point where we just... Uh, we I were want, just existing I, together. Yeah. We were just existing together. Yeah. We weren't, we were co-parenting pretty much in the same house. Um, I didn't feel like I was a priority and I grew up in a, a broken family and I didn't want that for us. My, my parents divorced when I was about eight or nine years old and CJ's parents have been, have been together for, <laughs> I mean, over 40 years. Over 40 years. So, so we have to, to, totally different upbringings. And um, I didn't want to get a divorce, but my perception of it was let's just separate, you know, and just see how it's going to go. But I think what brought it to a head really for us was when I went out to my, my, my parents, my mom and my stepdad and my brothers, they live in Arizona. And when I would go out there, I would feel physically feel better. And so I started looking for jobs without him knowing out there. And I figured if I got a job, then he would move, you know, if I would move. And it got to a point where I got, you know, and I didn't know. I'm like, well, maybe I, nobody will call me. Well, I got a call and I got a, a interview and they flew, they were going to fly me and CJ out. So, you know, but he didn't want to go. So I just went by myself. And when I was out there, they offered me the job. And I, it, I pretty much accepted the job. Came, I felt like totally disrespected and just mm -hmm. like totally out of the process. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to do this anyway. And so I knew he would I, say no. So yeah. and that's that's why I was like, okay, you go ahead and do do you because you're already doing single stuff anyway without you know putting me in the process. You've already made up your mind, and that's really what started the the snowball you know effect. But that that was that was already like festering. We had talked about this, skated around it, but really hadn't addressed it. Things like that were just starting to fester and just build, and it just blew up from there. And um, 
we didn't have grace period just to say, you know, just cool down a little bit, you know, and it was just going a hundred miles an hour, you know? Yeah. And there was a point. That's why I said, let's just separate and just kind of figure it out. Cause I thought that if we separated, then he would be able to really think about these, the, what I needed. This is it's not what I wanted or what I needed. And, um, and I think CJ was so angry at that point. He said, no, let's get a divorce. So, we, so I said, fine. I didn't fight. I didn't pray about it. I didn't do anything. I was so angry that I forgot God and everything. And that was the thing too. We didn't, I don't, he, I'm, I, I'm sure he didn't pray for me. I didn't pray for him. I didn't pray for our relationship. Um, and we had two children at, by that time. We had our youngest. And uh, I just said, okay, you want a divorce? That's fine. I want a separation, but you want a divorce? That's fine. And so I just started a process of, of the divorce, even though I didn't ask for it. I just, I just started the process. And um, the girls and I moved to Arizona in 2014, moved to Arizona. And um, that space during that time, the separation space that I wanted happened, um, but unfortunately it happened through divorce and not just separation. And all the mediation we tried to go through, I will say before we got a divorce, it just didn't work because I don't think we had the appropriate, the appropriate people to mentor to us, to talk to us. We didn't have the church family we needed, I think, to really help us. So we suffered in that. When I moved out, me and the girls, we moved to Arizona. CJ, he's a great father. So he was there all the time. He was there like, okay, like he was just on business trip and would <laughs> come. And, on, and our oldest was old enough to know that we were divorced, but our youngest one, I think because he was there all the time, didn't really realize <laughs> that we were actually divorced, you know, but he was there all the time. During that time, it was, it was tough on our oldest, uh, because she did know, uh, but you know, I, I felt a lot of guilt then too, because I didn't want her to leave, but my pride, I was like, well, you know, let her go on and go, you know, she thinks she can do it or whatever just let her go on and go you know and you know I didn't want our kids to suffer for it so I wanted to make it as normal as I could and like she said I was out there all the time I mean I racked up so many southwest <laughs> points it was ridiculous but um, you know and even like last minute trips she called me <laughs> My daughter would call me and dad, I have a, uh, a, fa- a father daughter, dad, dad, I have a father daughter dance. I need to go to this weekend, like, this weekend. And I would book a trip and you know, the cheaper, the trip, you know, the, you know, you, you give them enough time, you know, if it's two months out, then it's cheaper. But last minute I was paying a lot of money to, and I was going into uh, a lot of debt. So it was, <laughs> a lot of financial strain too, just trying to make life seem as um, simple 
and normal for them as possible. You know, during that time when you have no one, but it's just you and God. And I talk to God a lot about the situation. My brother, he was pretty instrumental too uh, with getting me some help. I was able to go to a divorce care class and that ministry really helped uh, me and to think about not her, but the things that I did wrong in the relationship and to focus on what I contributed. And it just helped me to take a deep look at myself. You know, I was able to come to grips with some of the things that make me me and some of the things that I don't like about what I did in the relationship and just try to work through those things. And I was working out a whole lot. You know, I was able to go to the gym a lot and just get rid of a lot of that stress that way. And it was just the gym and the, that ministry that that helped me through and God, you know, praying. And, uh, you know, I was able to come out on the other end and and I think take some things away, you know, from that class and try to, you know, apply that to, you know, our marriage. Because if you think about it, it, it really wasn't something that couldn't have been fixed. We just had some things going on with, uh, you know, my end, just as far as like the communication part and um, just talking things through. It's really, you have to be able to talk those things through your problems because if you hop into another relationship, I have the same issues. We're all different, you know. We all come from different backgrounds, you know. I'm, I'm a man, you know, she's a woman and our stories aren't the same, but that's what makes us who we are. And we're supposed to, you know, when we take those vows, we're supposed to honor those vows and uh, make sure that we do everything possible to not be divorced. You know, when troubles arise, we work them out because, mm -hmm. you know, the easy thing to do is to walk away. And that's what we did. We did the easy thing, but. Which ended up being the hardest thing. Right. Um, because it's not just you and your spouse, it's your children too. Um, right. And it's, it's taking them away from all they know. And, and for me, I saw a change in CJ. He would come when he came out and he, <laughs> he was saying something and I said, and he was, he was start he was talking like communicating. And I'm, and I'm thinking, who are you talking to? Cause I'm, I'm not used to him talking, you know, I wasn't used to him talking and, um, uh, and so he would talk and then he started talking to me about going to divorce care and I'm like, wow. And then he started talking about what he's learned and all these things. And I'm just like, wow, he's doing the work. So that means he cares about why things happen. And then he said he was going to move to Arizona, which for, for him was such a big deal because he's resistant to change. And to, I can see moving from Tennessee to Kentucky, but from Tennessee to Arizona, that's a big deal for anybody because it's not just states 
I mean, <laughs> a lot of states over, it's also the climate is different. So it's a whole different thing, you know. Um, he was starting to endear himself to me again. And um, I started to fall in love with him again as a new person, as a person that we'd gone through all these things. And then he realized some of the things that were that happened. And I realized that I'm a very strong person, like, and sometimes strong to a fault where I'm like, no, it has to be this way, you know, with no other way. Um, that is difficult for somebody like CJ's personality, you know. I'm still like that to a certain extent, which I'm trying to to kind of rein in. But that's one of the things I learned is that you kind of have to know yourself more than you know your spouse almost. You have to know who you are and, you know, those things so that you can kind of rein in. If you have this strong personality, you kind of have to rein some things in, you know, and and it's okay to have opinions and all those things. Um, I had to learn a lot of of things and um, I learned a lot. And one of the things that ended up happening was, and this was God, because <laughs> the job that I was doing, I'm a nurse practitioner. I helped start a um, outpatient program for um, clinics over there uh, in Arizona, and I was laid off. And so I was like, well, I called CJ and I said, you know, since we're dating again, <laughs> or whatever you call it, um, you know, and we were in a great place. I said, you know, maybe we should come back to Tennessee. Well, I've actively been looking for jobs, yes. going on interviews mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And, um, and I'd, um, I'd interviewed at an electric company, like, <laughs> what was like, 30 miles out. It, right. was, it was, it was ridiculous, but, but I was willing, you know, to, he was willing to, to, to make that so, sacrifice to be there. But we were really in a good place. We were, we never really hated each other. You know what I mean? It's like some, some people who go through this, yeah, they hated you. you know, they don't want to talk to each other. We had some uncomfortable parts through that process where we weren't talking but after a while it even that year really we started getting back on solid footing and you know being able to have some conversations on the phone and uh it wasn't really awkward it was that year well we yeah. had a place of commonality too we had to be able to address children yeah and and, and we never was, it never got ugly. I'm sorry. About you. the children. Yeah, it never got ugly. We never used our kids as pawns or, you know, any of that. It was really just between us, you know. Our love for them never changed. You know, she's a great mother for our kids and you know, I know I'm a great father to, you know, my children and that part was always easy and I thought mm -hmm. yeah, if we easy. ever just we're able to settle our differences and have another shot. You know, I was here, I was actively here, you know, I was getting ready to buy a house, you know, and uh, this is how I know it's all God, you know. I had a contract on a house in uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee, was getting ready to buy the car that I was currently in. It just 
started going kaput. And I knew I had to have another vehicle. So I bought another vehicle, but that vehicle threw my ratios off. So I told the lady that I would just, you know, just really wait. And uh, there's really no no rush for me uh, right now. I'll just wait and then, you know, I'll come back to it, you know, because I was supposed to be getting a, a, a big raise at work and all that. And I'll be able to, you know, come back to it at the, in the meantime, we were, you know, rekindling our, our stuff. So everything worked out. Everything happened for a reason. Yeah. And um, I will, will say that I came back and I did not, I didn't, I wasn't experiencing that same pain physically that I was feeling when I left. That was God because, you know, <laughs> I wasn't suffering like I was. I was in a lot of pain for I left. I wasn't suffering like I was. I'm like, it's the same weather. It's the same everything, you know, but it just, I was fine. And I couldn't explain why I was fine. It was really weird. <laughs> I just couldn't explain why. And only God, the only thing I can say was God made it, put everything in order. And I will say that if we would have prayed like we were supposed to, if we would have done the work like we would, like we were supposed to then, before we got divorced, I think we could have worked things out. But it's funny because I'm like, well, God allows you to make bad choices. He does make allow you to do that. Just so you know who God is. like. So you have a testimony so you can <laughs> minister to other people. If you've never gone through anything, what good are you? You know, if everything's all hunky-dory and you, know, you don't have a story to tell someone else. And um, through my journey, um, I worked out, I had a workout group and it was a buddy of mine within that workout group that was going through just a similar situation to mine where he was, uh, he has two boys and, you know, him and his wife were just going through it. And, uh, you know, he threw out that they were contemplating divorce and, um, you know, I just take him to the side and just minister to him and, and told him my situation and, um, all the, just bad elements of divorce. It just rips families apart. You know, it, it's a financial strain. It, you know, it's taxing on your, your boys, you know, their, their mental state, you know, and, um, I just told them if you need anything from me, just, you know, let me know. Cause I've been through everything that you're going through. When he tell me stories about a situation, it, it, it would, you know, just take me back. And I tell him just, I try to tell him the opposite of what I did just to try to save him some of that pain. And, um, you know, it, it still happened, but I think him and his, uh, former wife are, you know, a little bit better as far as they, as far as them, um, handling their kids because they were kind of going back and forth with the kids and kind of mm-hmm. using them as in putting them in the middle of it. And I, I hope some of the stuff that I told them, you know, uh, helped him because you don't want to ever let it get so bad that you can't one day reconcile. 
And that's, you know, it was never any dirty stuff, you know, going on between us. Not a lot of name, you know, just it was a real civil thing, which I'm grateful for because it left the door open for us to reconcile. And um, the ministry that I was in, uh, the, the, the divorce care, they said that if it all possible, you are supposed to reconcile. You know, we just don't get mulligans all the time. Hey, I want to marry this person and marry this person. And, you know, it's, you're ripping up families doing that. Because what if I would have gone out and had, you know, another family and gotten somebody pre- or, you know, dating somebody? I wanted it to be a clean type of thing and not have things out there where we couldn't get back together and you know that really spoke to me you know and I credit that ministry for for helping me you know push me in the direction to do what's right because like I said it was never an issue of love we always loved each other and I think that's the reason why we're able to pick up where we kind of left off but it's it's a new marriage really, because we're two different people. I see change in her as well. She sometimes uh, is not the most uh, patient and her patience has gotten a lot better how she deals with me and how she deals with the, the children as well. So yeah, I see a lot of change in her. He's, he communicates better. I Sometimes it's hard, but he can recognize it and then he will, you know, attempt to I, I don't expect him to be perfect you know perfect and 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 remember everything that I want and all these things but is him trying means a lot to me he's open and I saw that the biggest change was I didn't grow up Church of Christ so I'm used to instrumental. <laughs> And, you know, I'm just used to choir and, you know, and everything. And he actually came to me and said, I found a church for us. I said, okay. And he said, I really want to go. And guess what? They have instrumental service. I said, really? Really? Okay. And he said, and I I listened to one of the sermons and I really liked it. And so I said, okay, let's go. So we come to Otter Creek. (laughs) And just fell in love. It had everything. And he thought and he thought about it. I didn't say anything. I just kind of came back and, you know, and he brought it to me. So it showed me so much that he cared about my spiritual growth, my what I thought about how our walk with God should look like about what I wanted for the children. He thought about all those things and he put it upon himself to find something that would be good for our family, not just what he was comfortable with or what he thought it should be like because this is how he grew up, but what us as a family, and he hadn't done that before. So he's he's changed a lot. And um, he, I think that he's not as scared of change anymore because he see change is good. It could be a good thing. So, you know, I learned and I, and I had some things that I, I did, I learned. Um, 
one of the things that <laughs> I know he doesn't like to read a lot, but I kept forcing him, like, read read this, read this, read this. And one of the books I wanted him to read was The Five Love Languages, <laughs> and he never read it. So, but I love the five, those love languages, and I think that you should do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But when it comes to your spouse, you need to do unto them as they want to be done unto. So you have to know their love language in order to do that. If I'm treating CJ like I want to be treated in my love language, I'm not I'm not really responding to him how he needs to be responded to. You know, I am he needs his love language is um words of affirmation. And good thing they have a, you know, you can go online, you can do it, you don't have to read. <laughs> Cuz we did that. His his is words of affirmation. And so I know that and I speak to him in that way. Mine is quality time and touch. And he has to speak to me in that. You know, I don't need words of affirmation. I, I words to me are just words. I need the quality, the time, the touch to show the feeling, you know. So we know that about each other. And that's important to know your spouse and what their, their needs are. So you do unto them as they would want to be done unto. Um, I can only control how I respond to things. I can't force him to respond. I can only respond to things. Um, I can only control how I respond to things, to situations, to people around me. And that goes into being an example. So I have to be the example of how I want things done or, or things like that. I, I, and so that goes also goes into use your actions more than your words, which for me, that's hard because I'm a wordy person. <laughs> I talk a lot and I, and I like to, to say, this is what I'm trying to say, you know, but I'm trying to be more action oriented as opposed to like using my words to, to you know, just show, especially with your kids, show them what to do and then they'll follow you, you know, because especially with children, things can go through one ear and not the other. So, <laughs> but if I show them, then they will learn just by watching me. And so I've learned a lot of things as we've gone through this journey. It seems like we've been married for like 20 years, you know, just because of all the stuff we've gone through. But we um, just celebrated our, we actually got married um, March 23rd, 2016. And we just celebrated our second anniversary of our second marriage. <laughs> so we've been together for, been married, put them total together 10 years. Just thankful to God that he allowed this to happen. A lot of people go through the same thing, but it doesn't end in a happy ending like ours. I mean, everything um, that we went through, I think, was necessary for me to get to a place where I am. You know, some people might say, hey, why did I don't want to question the why? We, I mean, God allows some things to happen. So you open your eyes to see what you had. And if you get that opportunity again, then you apply those things to your life. And um, we 
just are just thankful just to have the opportunity for a second chance. And that's what it is, a second chance. And we're going to make the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our divorce saved our marriage, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, I would say anybody who's going through changes and things that are reconcilable, I think you should really push to do that. Um, sometimes you have to go into your separate corners and that's fine. But really praying for your spouse is important. Praying for yourself is important and that you see things clearly and aren't just going by emotion, but you're actually listening to the voice of God, finding people who have been married for a long time that can give you advice on how they weather the storms because you can't be married for 20 and 30 years and and never had a storm finding people that are honest about and being honest about their marriage right we talked about that that most people aren't honest about their marriage everybody puts on a front like hey everything is always good and it's not you know people put on that face but on the inside they're hurting we did it too you know, well, fine people, yeah, fine but people. you know, we're all we're all human, and we go through things. And if we're honest about that, then maybe we can help each other. But if you don't want to be honest about what you're going through, how can you minister and um, you know help yeah. other people mm-hmm. in their journey? So, yeah, and that's one thing that we love about Otter Creek. Very, I mean, this very like, much, yeah. I mean, just the people we've met and the classes we've taken, Sunday school, all those things. I'm just amazed at the the congregation, the church, the people, the leadership. The honesty. Um, It's just an awesome church. I mean, I'm glad we found it. (laughs) Found Otter Creek. We love it here. It's our testimony. I think that, you know, we can help people and kind of share these things because, it's painful. It's painful. And so um, I still grieve, you know, like, you know, it's a grieving process. You kind of get over like grieving that, you know, your first marriage, like, oh gosh, what do we do? Kind of thing. So absolutely, if we could help anybody, that's our testimony. Core Stories is a ministry of the Otter Creek Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. To find more stories, go to ottercreek.org stories or follow us on Instagram at Otter Creek Church.